This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 290. I really believe in the power of coaching. And so I work with coaches to remove barriers that keep them from bringing their work into the world, whether that's building confidence in their skills or to help them build amazing businesses. One of the ways that I work to build those skills is through my mentor coaching programs that build coaching skills, build coaching confidence, and meet the ICF requirements for mentor coaching hours and core competency hours. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, Take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello and welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Today we're going to dive into a very important and sometimes daunting aspect of our businesses enrolling clients through the discovery call, or maybe you call it the chemistry call or an exploratory call. You might even call it a consultation. Whatever you call it, we're going to walk through the secrets of setting it up from preparation all the way through follow-up. Now, as this goes live, we just had a holiday weekend here in the States So I hope that everybody was able to unwind and relax. However, I'm also recording this on the heels of two horrific mass shootings in the span of 10 days, also here in the United States. One right here in Texas that shattered the safety of the school environment, broke hearts, killed 19 little baby, little children that are never going to go home again, and two beloved teachers are now dead. And my heart is just broken. That's followed up on the New York massacre that killed 10 elderly grocery shoppers in a hate-driven massacre. I just couldn't record today without acknowledging the lives lost. Those children were just killed this week. And I know this isn't the platform to enter into that, but I do want to use this platform to say that we really must do something different. I know we're better than this, and I know we could come up with answers for this. And so I just ask everyone to send their energy and their love and prayers and belief that we really, we can do something different. We can engage with this differently and really make a difference and maybe learn from what other countries have done. So with that, I just want you to know that I'm holding each of you in my heart. And I thank you for, you know, that time to to just honor the lives lost. So if this is your first time to the show, I really want to welcome you. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, and I've been in the field of executive coaching for the past 13 years. I've been a coach educator for the past dozen years. And I really believe in the power of coaching. And so I work with coaches to remove barriers that keep them from bringing their work into the world, whether that's building confidence in their skills or to help them build amazing businesses. 
One of the ways that I work to build those skills is through my mentor coaching programs that build coaching skills, build coaching confidence, and meet the ICF requirements for mentor coaching hours and core competency hours. So I'm currently enrolling for my final program of 2022. If you're listening to this in real time and would like more information, go to starcoachshow.com slash mentor. That's starcoachshow.com slash M-E-N-T-O-R. Now, another way that I meet that passion of helping coaches be the best they can be, helping leaders use coaching in their leadership style is through this podcast. So today, as I mentioned, we're going to tackle that call that you use to invite a prospect in to explore whether you're going to work together or not. As I mentioned, you might call that a discovery call. You might call it an exploratory call or a chemistry call. I'm going to actually probably use those terms interchangeably while we're talking today because I think of that call through all of those lenses, probably because I work with so many coaches. So whatever we call it, what's most important to remember is that how we do it and how we step into that space and how we be in that space is vitally important because your prospect is going to know that. And it's going to, you're creating a stage a state of being that's either going to invite that person in or repel that person. And we definitely want to invite them in. So when we think about the concept of a discovery call, let's just talk about what is the purpose of a discovery call? Well, the purpose is that we want to explore the goals, the challenges, the needs, the wants of prospective clients. And we want to see, do we want to work with one another? So this can be really challenging. And I think that part of the reason why a discovery call is challenging is that we get caught up in our head. We get all caught up about how am I doing this? And we tell our story, we tell ourselves stories about this piece of our business. When in fact, I truly believe, and I hope that you can wrap your mind around this, if we really lean into the principles of coaching, curiosity, genuine interest, creating clarity, and our desire to help others reach their goals, this discovery call can actually be a great conversation. So we're going to dive more into what exactly that looks like and how we can do that in just a minute. But first, let's start with just the basics. So What I would say are the basics of this are like, how are you inviting people to have a call with you to begin with? So we've got to get out there somehow and let people know that it is an option to have a call with us. So we want to create an offer on our website. Maybe you're doing social media posts where you're inviting people into, let's have a call and see if we're a fit. One of my favorite ways to invite people into working is speaking to sell, inviting the audience into a call with you. And obviously, if you're speaking, you've got to get permission in advance about is this something that your the organization allows you to do? And if you're being paid for your speaking engagement, usually not. But if you're volunteering your time, often it's fine with the organization if you make an offer from the stage, make an offer for a complimentary consultation, a complimentary discovery call. So what are you doing to invite people in? 
I know authors who put links in their books for these calls. So if you have a book, is there a link, a way to invite people into having a call with you? When you're at a networking event, are you ready and available to invite people into that space, creating that complimentary call where they can determine whether you're a fit for them and whether you believe they're a fit for you. So however you're doing this, we want to make it as easy for them as possible to take us up on it. So when we set the stage for success for this, we want to have a calendar link that is super easy for them to access. So use a digital calendar. How about we try that instead? Use a digital calendar that allows people to go in and schedule a time immediately when they're engaged and interested. That's when we want to hit when the fire is hot, not when, you know, they've been distracted by something else. Because in reality, we all have pretty short attention spans. The goldfish is beating us right now for attention spans. So that, that, what does that say? We really want to be able to grab people's attention when we've got their attention, make sure that it's easy for them to schedule with us. And then we want to make sure that that calendar sends reminders. My calendar I have set up to send a 24-hour reminder and then again a one-hour reminder. So I'm sure your calendar can set up whatever makes sense for you. But for me, I'm going to really want to make sure that that prospect knows, okay, you've set a time with me and here. And sometimes I might even set it for two days in advance. But I think right now I've got it set for one day and one hour. Now, In my calendar reminder, I have an automatic message that responds first right when they schedule, letting them know that I'm excited to meet with them and that there is a link in there for a quick questionnaire to get them thinking right away about what their needs are and what their wants are. And then that same link is also in each confirmation email just in case they didn't fill it out the first time. So we want to just keep reminding them, I'm excited to meet with you. And here's here's a a questionnaire that will help you get really clear about what you want out of this call. Now, the thing about that prep form or that exploratory prep form is that we really want to keep it short. We really haven't established a relationship enough to ask for a lot. So what we want to do is ask maybe two to four questions to get that prospect thinking about possibility, but not to overwhelm them or to get them thinking, holy schmoly, if they're going to ask me this many questions before I even meet with them. I mean, I've been sent, like, I'll have somebody on LinkedIn ask, hey, do you want to just meet and get to know each other? And then when I use their calendar link, there's like 52, well, maybe not 52 questions, but there's a great many questions on there that are asking for very personal information. And I didn't even, it wasn't my idea to meet with them. It was their idea to meet with me. So I think that that's asking for too much information before you're even, you've established any, any relationship at all. Well, at least in this situation, the prospect is asking to meet with you. So two to four questions. These questions really get them thinking about both what isn't working now for them and what would make things better. So example questions might be what motivated you to book a call? 
Or what are three areas you would like to experience change? Maybe how important is it for you to make these changes? Or what are your current challenges? Now, those are some possibility questions. Those are questions I'm more likely, truthfully, to ask in the actual session. The three questions that my prep form asks are, what is one change that you would like to make in the next three months? Then the second question is, what would be the greatest impact when you make this change? And the third question is, if you didn't make this change, what would be the cost? Just three quick questions to get them thinking about the possibility of change and the cost of not making the change. So that's setting the stage. We're setting, we're making it easy for the person to access our calendar. We are reminding them so that hopefully they come because out of all of your appointment types, prospect calls are probably going to be your highest no-show rate. But if you set it up right, hopefully you won't have no-shows for that. And then we want to ask some questions that get them to think about the possibility of working together or the possibility of change. Now, the last things I want you to think about in this prep portion is we really want to make sure that it's really clear how you're going to be meeting. I've had some times where I've signed up to meet with people and I have no earthly idea. Are they calling me? Am I calling them? Are we meeting on Zoom? And if I have to search for the information, I'm going to be irritated. And (laughs) and we don't want our prospects irritated. So make it super clear. How are you going to be meeting? Are you calling them? Are they calling you? If they're calling you, make super clear that your number is out there. If you're calling them, Make say, give me the best number to contact you. I'm going to be contacting you. I personally like to meet my prospects on Zoom. I think it creates a better, deeper connection and builds rapport quicker. But I've also done these discovery calls on phone. I've done them in person. And it all works. It's, It's like whatever you do, do the things that we're about to talk about, whether you're meeting video, in person, or telephone. If you are meeting on a video conference, get there a few minutes early, check your sound, make sure that your face is lit from the front. You really want to look professional. You don't want to be in the shadows or have them not even be able to see your face. And don't make that prospect wait on you because they might be a little anxious. They might be. And besides, it's you want to be there to invite them in. So those are the last things I would think about just as we're thinking about setting the stage for success before we ever even meet with our prospective client. Now, here's a perspective that helped me when I was in the place of really getting used to doing discovery calls. And this truly was probably life-changing for me or was definitely changing for me in creating successful discovery calls and releasing some of the angst that I carried about him. So this is my perspective. And if it's helpful to you, please feel free to use it. In my mind, discovery calls are not necessarily to sign the client. Therefore, I was able to let go of my attachment to whether my client, whether the prospect signed up or not. I decided that really what the discovery call was about was helping me explore what this person wanted determining if it's a match in both directions. So we're determining a fit. Do they, do I want to work with them? Do they want to work with me? 
If it's not a fit, then refer. Please do not go against your gut. If your gut tells you that this person is not a person that that either their needs aren't really in alignment with what I do, or my gut tells me that we're not a good fit, or they truly thought that coaching was was something else. They thought it was therapy, or they thought it was consulting, or they thought it was mentoring, and that what they want isn't what I do. Refer them or let them know. I'm, I just don't think that this is a fit. Please don't let your wallet make the decision because desperation or an, a need for a client rather than a sincere desire that we could work together to create a change is a big difference. So if your wallet or desperation makes the decision for you, it's not going to create the space that you really can can do your best work in. And I know that might sound a little woo-woo, but I know that to be true. So please don't let your wallet make the decision. If you do think it's a match and would like work to work with the person that you're talking to, then the call also serves to excite the prospect about what the possibility of working together could bring them. So what one of the things that excites me about the call and and gets me kind of fired up to do a discovery call is how we envision the results that the client, the prospective client wants and how working together could bring those results to fruition. So those are all things to just kind of think about when setting the stage. Now let's walk into what do we do once we're in the call with the client? We've shown up, we're there, we're, we're, hopefully relaxed and just knowing that you've got this because it's just part of coaching. We want to obviously be warm and welcoming. The other person might be anxious about that they when we meet somebody new and we're going to talk about our wants that could create a little bit of angst for the other person. So be warm and welcoming. If the prospect has completed the three questions that I asked, then I thank them for that. And I ask them, what opened up for you as you took time to think through those three questions? And I just get sort of curious about that. Now, this is the deal. A discovery call isn't necessarily a coaching call. It is a piece of what you do in your coaching business, but where in a coaching call, the client sets the agenda. It is my belief that in the discovery call, you set the agenda. The prospect doesn't necessarily know the process. They don't know what they they have. You've invited them in to have a conversation with you about the possibility of working together and therefore set the agenda and set them at ease. Make them comfortable by letting them know what they can expect within the call that we're going to be talking about, what what's important to you and what your needs are and what kinds of changes you'd like to be making. And then if I believe that working together would would be a benefit to you, I'm going to invite you to consider working with me. And we will explore what that looks like if, if that's a fit for us. And if not, I'll talk to you about what other options are available. So we want to be able to kind of set that stage. And really in the, in the discovery call, you're in the driver's seat unlike in regular coaching calls where we solidly put the client in the driver's seat. I encourage you to start with curiosity and not knowing. Even even if when 
you read their their three questions or whatever questions you asked them, if you started getting some ideas, oh, I know what I would want for this client or what's important for this client, really stay in that place of curiosity. Many times things may open up for the prospect just by completing those questions. And they might be in a place of, of having a lot more to share, some, some new awareness has opened up for them. So really let things settle as, as an open up in this discovery versus driving from the questions that they asked. So I had said earlier on, if we can honor what coaching really is, you'll do just fine in this session. And part of that is being genuinely curious. So here's some questions you might explore with them. What motivated them to schedule the call? Talked about that earlier as a possible prep question, but I really like it in the session. What interests them about coaching? Have they had coaching before? If somebody has had coaching before, I love to know what was that experience like for them? What worked well for them? What was that that whole experience? And I will tell you truthfully, I've had prospects talk to me about coaching that has worked incredibly well for them and was an awesome experience. And I've also had people talk to me about what it was in past coaching that didn't work for them. All that information is super helpful to you if you're going to be working with this client moving forward. If they haven't ever had coaching before, what do they think that they would like to gain from coaching? Like what's their idea about what coaching is and what they would like to gain from that? This is a great opportunity to set some clear expectations about what coaching is and about what what's realistic. Because sometimes somebody wants to kind of move mountains in a three-month coaching engagement. So we can have that opportunity to get really clear about some of the changes they'd like to make. Let them know let's, what's one thing that you would maybe be, want to be able to make changes in in a three-month period. Because if you've got a client who wants to make four major changes in three months, that's not really realistic. So the, the discovery call is also a time to get really clear and realistic about expectations. We want to explore with the prospect what's happening right now with them and what would they like to be different? What kind of timeline are they thinking about? One more, once more, trying to get realistic with them. And I will share with clients, whatever issue they're dealing with didn't happen overnight, and it's not going to go away overnight. So as we begin to explore what this process looks like, we want to be able to create some clarity around what resources they have available to them, what barriers might be in the way. So we really want to paint a picture about what they want from the experience, and then you want to be able to clearly and concisely describe what working together will look like. And rather than going into the details of the process of coaching, I'm going to ask you questions and tap into your inner wisdom, and I'm not going to give you any answers. What you really want to do instead, that's not a real sales. That's a, that might be what the process of coaching is, but ultimately, What we want to do in that discovery call, and very truthfully, what we want to do in our partnership is focus on the results that the client wants and the differences that it can make for the client to work together. When 
my clients work with a coach, they go faster, further with more clarity than when they're trying to do it on their own. I tell the coaches that I work with, when you invest in working with a coach to help you get your coaching business to where you want it to be, so much more progress gets made in that partnership because you're not trying to figure it all out alone. You're not, tr- you're not spinning around possibility and, oh, should I do this or should I do that? Or I'm not doing anything at all. In fact, we zero in on what it is that you want to gain, what it is that you want to do, and you begin to take action. And you create the kind of momentum and growth in your business that might take you years to do if you're going to work on your own to do this. So it's not about you, the coach, but it's about helping that client envision and feel the possibility of the results that your coaching offers. Now, if it's appropriate, you might even share an example of a time that you help someone achieve similar results like this client or prospect is looking for. Obviously, you're going to protect the details of confidentiality, but sharing stories, if appropriate, or a story, about something that happened and how you help someone get to where they wanted to be can be super inspiring for your your prospective client. Be sure to ask them, what questions do they have? What's opening up for them? Where are the the issues that, that are opening up for them based upon what you guys are talking about? Now, some coaches do a sample coaching in the discovery call. And they swear by it. And that is absolutely fine. It's certainly an option and it may work really well for them. In my experience, here's some things that I just know to be true. First of all, there's something really cathartic in a discovery call about sharing what's happening now and really beginning to envision the difference. And, and I find that to be more motivating in many ways than having a sample session. Now, I've actually heard more than once, many times, where a coach does this great coaching in the discovery call, and then the prospect feels better and relieved and sort of like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. You know what? I think I'm good. I'm good right now. I'm going to hold off on this coaching. Thank you so much. So I'm not saying not to do sample coaching. I'm just saying that there's some ups and downs to that. When we use the time in the discovery call, to explore possibility and really connect with meaning of what the meaning of change and what the difference looks like with the prospect, I think you create better momentum that way. But that's just my two cents worth. Do what you what you want. So the other piece of this consultation or discovery call that I think is super important is that this is really time to be clear about things like what's your methodology. In episode 288, we talked with Laura Berman Fortgang about when you have a clear coaching methodology, people actually come to you ready to work with you. Confused minds don't buy. So when, if you have a coaching methodology, if you have a process that you walk through with your clients, this is a really good time to share that. This is also a really good time to share what to be true for that client, what you believe in about what you do, what to be true about that other person. I know that if you, whoever you choose to work with, you're going to have to make some tough decisions about the patterns that are 
that are established right now in your life. And whoever you choose to work with, that's not going to magically happen. That's something that you're going to have to really look at and get some clarity around. And I just, I, I want to share that with you, that coaching is hard work sometimes. And I'd love to do that work with you, whoever you choose to do that work with. I just wish you the best and, and want you to know that there's going to be some heavy lifting. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. So in this prospect call, we want to hold up the mirror and we want to ask about what they see as well and what the difference would look like for them if these issues were resolved. I want to reiterate one more time. If you don't think that you're a good fit, be honest about that. Refer them or just explain that you don't feel like you're the best coach for them, even if you don't know somebody else to refer them to. Refer them to ICF and the the coach referral in at the coachfederation.org or in your local chapter. If you do want to work with them, then be bold. Invite them into the relationship. Now, there's a couple different ways to do that. If I'm being interviewed by somebody who's sponsored, who is interviewing a few coaches to do, and I'm like in the middle of that interview, they still have some other coaches to interview. I thank them for their time. I let them know that I would love to work with them if it's a fit for them. But that, and I say this with all honesty, without any attachment, I just want you to pick the person that you believe is the best fit for you. Because ultimately, what's most important about this is you reaching the results that you want to. So thank you for your time. If it turns out that you want to work with me, I would love that. And if not, I just wish you the very best. And boom. So that's how I handle sponsored clients. If it's a private pay client, and and I invite them in to work with me, and they're interested in knowing about what that would look like, then I'm going to lay out the packages that I have, the pricing that I have, without apology, without stammering, just the same way that I've talked to them about everything else. I'll ask them what they would like to do, and then stop talking. And that's the key thing. Once you've laid out your packages, your pricing, unapologetically, ask them, what are your thoughts? What would you like to do? Then stop talking. If they have objections and questions, I can do a whole nother episode about that. But basically, I would encourage you to just hold true to what your prices are. And if, in fact, somebody doesn't know if they want to invest at this time, explore those things with them. I'm actually getting more into the objections than I want to because we don't really have time to do that today. But basically, my key thing about this discovery call is share what you're offering and then stop talking. Don't fill the space. Let silence do its powerful work. Now, there are some coaches that offer fast action bonus. I first heard about this through Lisa Sasevich. And the, the fast action bonus goes something like being able to say this package is usually, let's say $5,000 and it's r- really worth every penny. Um, however, in my experience, I know that my clients who act decisively and really are willing to invest in their growth create great results. So if you're ready to make a decision while we're on this call, I will discount at $500 or what a fast action discount. Now that is, I have mixed feelings about that because on the one hand, I have actually talked to clients 
who felt very pressured and then ended up resenting the coach. And I don't really want my clients to resent me, obviously. I also agree that people who kind of step into change and are decisive and make those decisions for themselves tend to tend to kind of wrap their arms around whatever they're doing and really jump into it. It's an option. Think about it. Determine whether it works for you. My preference is to then ask the prospect what they would like in the way of time, if they're ready to make a decision, if they're not ready to make a decision, what kind of follow-up would be most helpful to them, and that if additional questions or concerns arise for them, I'm available for via email or to set up another call. So, so within that, I do like to get sort of a sense, well, would you, do you want a couple of days? Would you like me to touch base with you again in a couple of days? Would you like to touch base with me? So really kind of setting, setting clarity. But the, the key thing is, did you give them an, did you ask them clearly? I would like to work with you. This is what it would look like. This is what the packages look like. This is what pay payments would look like. Those kinds of things. Make it super clear, because once again, confused minds don't buy. And now let's talk briefly about follow-up, because you really want to bring this around in follow-up as well. So my system calendar sends an automatic thank you and a follow-up short questionnaire that asks what what they're walking away with from the exploratory call, asks about their clarity. Then... I like to send a personal thank you note for, with my personal email in, well, my business email, but not from my system in the next 24 hours, thanking them for their time and offering a resource. Now, there's different resources you could offer. You could offer if you've got a Facebook group and you want to invite them into your Facebook group. Maybe there's an article that you have based upon something that you talked about, or you have a download lead magnet that would be helpful for them. And then you can also capture their email and be able to continue to stay in touch with them and provide value for them. Maybe there's a podcast episode that you'd like to to send them. So offer some kind of a resource. And obviously, if you discussed anything in the call that you promised them, you want to be sure to include that. And then ask if, like if they asked you to touch base back with them in a few days or in a week, you want to be sure to put that on your calendar so that you're really following up with that, that you're not forgetting and and leaving an avoid there. If the answer is no, they're not wanting to work together right now, you might ask if you could follow up with them to see how things are going in the next month or two and and let them know that you'd love to be able to stay in contact and provide value through your newsletter or through whatever whatever you keep your list warm with. So as we are wrapping up this concept of How do we have successful discovery calls? I just want you to think about the fact that coaching is a relational business. Therefore, people need to experience you to want to potentially work with you. And when we show up with full presence and curiosity and yet are really clear about what the process looks like, you'll be far more likely to turn prospects into clients. And Isn't that really what we're wanting to do? We want to work with people. We want to work with people to have thriving businesses and to create the impact that we can in the world. So in summary, let's think about the steps here. How are we inviting prospects into discovery calls? 
How are we setting the stage for success by making it super easy for them to schedule with us and by them thinking through their priorities before they get to the call? Then in the call, get curious. It's all about doing a needs assessment first. What's important for this other person? Being clear about what to be true, setting out your methodology, setting out your beliefs, what the coaching process looks like with you will create an understanding for the prospect that will resonate with them of, yes, this is something I want to do, or no, it's really something I don't want to do. So, Think about the fact that the discovery call has both support, we're definitely building that rapport and setting a stage for the person to trust us enough to talk with us. And it's also absolutely key that we challenge in this call because we want the prospect to be challenged into engaging with change. That's what the coaching process is about. And we want, we don't want to sugarcoat that. We want to be able to really invite them into their best self. When you offer your package, offer it and then stop talking. Let silence do its work. And follow up so that you continue to bring value, whether that is through them being on your list, whether you are following up to see if they have additional questions. Complete the loop. Not every discovery call is going to turn into a client. But when you step through these steps, you are going to have far, far more success than when you don't. And we really want to create a, a, an experience for our prospects to see what it is, what it's like to potentially work with you. So thanks for your attention. Thanks for your focus as we walk through the concept of the discovery call. Next week, I am excited to welcome Sarah Sabin to the store, to the store, to the show. Uh, She is a transformational leadership coach and a business coach for coaches. And what we're going to talk about next week is how to break through all that noise and do what is right for you to build your six or maybe even seven figure business. Plus, Sarah comes from London. She has this beautiful English accent, so I know you'll just love listening to her. (laughs) If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving a rate and review wherever you listen. That's how people find the show. And I got to tell you, I am absolutely just determined to get more people listening to this show because I hear such great things from the people who are listening. It makes me sort of sad for the people who don't know about the show. So I really want more people to learn about the show. Please share it if you know somebody who would benefit. I would love it if you would let them know. So thank you so much. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have an awesome week.